are you and what are you doing here? Hi, everybody. Hello, what are we waiting for? This is fantastic. Hello, hello, hello. This will only hurt for 22 minutes. It's very early. I may have to hurt you. Call me in five minutes. This is something that is treatable. This is something that is fixable. Hey, this is not a test. Oh, my God, it's early. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Yeah, I guess I'm the uh, thinking impaired. <laughs> hey, how we doing? It's Monday, February 7th, 7 a.m. Central Time when we are in the studio doing this podcast. And you may be wondering, okay, where have you been this time? Where have you been this time, Mikey? COVID. <laughs> What can I say? COVID. COVID got me. Can you believe I guess it was COVID anyway. And the reason I say I guess it was COVID is simply because the uh, symptoms all matched up. I didn't have any runny nose, sore throats, or really any out-of-the-ordinary trouble breathing. But everything else did. Body aches. Low-grade fever occasionally. But two weeks of no energy, not really feeling well. Uh, I worked with clients, started doing that a couple of weeks ago, and I just, brain fog, if that makes any sense. If you've had it, you probably know what I'm talking about. You just, uh, you're right there trying to add two plus two, and all of a sudden you just go foggy. That's about all I can say about it. But we're, we're on the way to a road to recovery. Matter of fact, started to do this podcast. Started to do the podcast Friday, and the brain fog kicked in, but I was feeling better. Saturday, got up feeling pretty good. Uh, the thing was with uh, this COVID thing that I've been fighting. <clears throat> not sure if it's COVID or not, but we're going to say it is. Just, just. Because it wasn't anything, well, no, I take that back. I was going to say it's nothing like I've ever experienced. But in reality, I had mononucleosis back when I was a kid. And it kind of reminded me of that. Because one day you'd be feeling pretty good, want to go get up, get out of bed, go outside, play. You felt fine, eat. And the next day, forget it, flat on your back. And that's pretty much how it's been going for the last couple of weeks. Now, you may be hearing my voice is pretty scratchy and uh, not uh, not that it's ever been great quality, but <clears throat> not up to the level of quality that it's been in the past. I, I almost feel hoarse. But I'm hoping that as we go through the next couple of days and I start using my voice more and more, this is going to clear up. So we will see. I did lose my taste, smell, <clears throat> not, the, the taste, the way I lost my taste was uh, like with any cold. You know, if you get a cold or flu, you know, nothing tastes right. That was pretty much it. Smell, yeah, I kind of noticed my smell uh, kind of left on me. But to be real honest about that, uh, yesterday, maybe Saturday, I, I I I realized that I hadn't been able to smell anything because 
I started smelling things again on Saturday. So, pretty pretty wild. It's been pretty wild. It's and uh, it tried to come back last week a little bit, but forget it. It, it was just going to be a two week deal. Uh, I came down with it uh, two and a half weeks ago. I think I first showed symptoms two and a half weeks ago. And the first symptoms I had was just a little bit of body aches, just not feeling good, you know, just puny. You know, I just felt puny. And then the next day I was all right, and then it started coming back a couple of days later. And before I knew it, it just I, it just made it really hard to function. A lot of people I've talked to been the same way. My doctor, they've been no help. We, uh, they don't want, they don't, they didn't want me to come in because if I had it, they didn't want to spread it, which I get that. I didn't want to go in either, and I wasn't going to go in if they even told me to. We, uh, everything's done on the internet these days. <clears throat> I try to get them to prescribe me some of that, what is it, ivermectin or whatever it is. Uh, no, they wouldn't do well. It never said no, but. It's. It seemed like you know I was starting to recuperate, recover from it, and one day you know, like I say, one day I feel great, next day it'd be uh, forget it. It's it's I'm back in bed. So Saturday morning I got up and I was active for about two or three hours, but then it it, it kind of hit me, kind of came on me a little bit to where I I felt. I didn't feel bad like I had previously. I just felt no energy, no motivation. Like my body was just saying, just chill, man. Just chill out. <laughs> Climb back into bed and hang out in bed. And yesterday morning, I got up and I was functioning for a couple hours or two. And I still felt good, but my body just wasn't just wasn't there yet you know and uh, it was like my body was saying okay give us one more day and this morning got up and and every morning you know when you start recovering at least for last week for me anyway i wake up i'm laying in bed i open my eyes and honestly i'm feeling pretty good i'm feeling real well but what's scary is how are you going to feel once your feet hit the floor and and that's been the uh that's been the weird part, you know, but so far so good. Uh, starting back on my regular schedule tomorrow. In case you didn't know, my name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant for Taltoa as well as your host for the FBTV podcast. Now, a lot of things, man, I'm talking about a lot of things have been going on <laughs> the, uh, the last couple of weeks. And we're going to get back into now, now this podcast. If you are listening to it, we have been doing video podcasts and putting them up on the Insider to where our Taltoa clients will be able to see them. We've been taking uh, the uh, topic of that podcast and putting it on YouTube. And we were doing two or three of those a week. And I think the last one we did was January 20th. And then the uh, COVID thing you know, hit me and uh, kind of put me out of commission. But we're going to go back to doing that. Matter of fact, real good possibility we'll be putting up a video tomorrow, doing another podcast tomorrow, and which would be Tuesday. <clears throat> it just depends on how we get through today and uh, how the voice responds. But 
Look at all this stuff. All this stuff going on. The uh, Canadian convoy. Man, what a deal. You know, I've been around... Uh, I've been around uh, trucking for 30-plus years. And I've heard all the U.S. guys, you know, yeah, there's going to be a strike. we got a strike. We're going to be doing this, going to be doing that. we got this convoy, got that. And, uh, you know, it never, it, it never really happened for whatever reason. I always said years ago when I was driving, the only way they will ever do a trucker strike or have succeeded everybody getting on the same page in this country when it comes to a trucker strike is if they try to take the CBs out of the truck. But these Canadian guys, they've, they got it together. <laughs> they got it together. We'll be talking about that. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about that. The Olympics started. And uh, in China, and I don't care what you think about Nancy Pelosi. She came out the other day and had this statement for the athletes. Did you hear this? I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Now, like I was going to say, I don't, I don't care what you think about Nancy Pelosi. Personally, not a big fan. But even though I'm not a big fan, I will stand up with her on that statement. And I was watching different news over the weekend, and a lot of people were really giving her a hard time about uh, saying something like that, that we're Americans, we should be able to, yeah, we should, but when you're in China... In China, now it's probably a good idea to keep your mouth shut. You know, this is not a time for a young athlete participating in the Olympics to go mouthing off and find themselves a permanent resident of China. And not to mention all the other trouble it would cause. As a matter of fact, I saw the other day, what was it, Dutch TV? There was a reporter doing some type of reporting on the Olympics. Didn't know what he was saying. But a Chinese official walked into the shot, grabbed the guy, started moving him, and basically telling him, no, 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 uh, during a live broadcast. So apparently the Dutch reporter was saying something the Chinese didn't like, and they were censoring it. But anyway, why are we even in China during these Olympics? I mean, hey, I love the Olympics. Not this year. I, I think we should have stayed home. And I know, you know, years ago when I used to uh, be in athletics, I used to play uh, basketball. And uh, you know, it it would it. Anytime I hear somebody talking about, you know, we should boycott the Olympics, not go to the Olympics, I was totally against it. I was young. And I, you know, because I was for the athletes, you know, you only get one chance. You know, if you don't do this, if you don't get to do it, if you don't get to participate, 
you're not going to be able to, you know, it's going to be uh, four years, two years, however it was. I thought it was every four years. But the, come on. You know, I keep on hearing everybody talking about, you know, the uh, human rights violations, which is, you know, what everybody talks about. But the reason I don't think we should be there is because as someone just getting over coronavirus, come on. <laughs> you know, that, uh, all, 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 uh, all signs point to China. And I think we're going to find a lot of stuff come out in the long run about Fuji, Fuji or whatever his name is. And I've also noticed uh, some countries, I can't really name them off the top of my head, but uh, several countries have just come out and said, forget it, it's over, uh, talking about COVID. Go back to living your life as normal. But not here. That's, that, that, it, it really looks like Okay, there's one or two things happening. The people in power want the power, and they don't want to give it back. Or the people in power are going to have to pivot. And once they pivot and say, okay, everything back to normal, everybody's going to be saying, well, why were we like this for the last two years? It's one of those catch-22s. But it is what it is what it is. Uh, what else going on? Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, she put her mouth in it, her foot in it, <laughs> didn't she? No need to talk, even talk about that. Joe Rogan, and I don't get that. <clears throat> Joe Rogan, his podcast, it's a podcast. It's his podcast. If you don't like what he's saying, don't listen to it. There are times that I'll, I'll uh, watch something or something they talked about on this podcast on YouTube. But, uh, you know, hey, it's his podcast. He can talk about whatever he wants to, just like uh, the FBTV podcast. Hey, if you don't want to listen to it, don't. Why is everybody making a big deal? Spotify's CEO sent a, uh, an email to all the staffers saying, hey, suck it up. <laughs> you know, it's his podcast. You know, the thing is, kick him off Spotify. He'll go someplace else. This is, you know, it's, it's, and, uh, you know, hey, pulling your music off Spotify because you don't like what he's saying, Psh, give me a break. Wasn't that big of a fan anyway. CNN, they got their troubles too. I mean, all this stuff has happened over the last couple of weeks that we're talking about right now, just kind of going over and haven't even got to trucking yet or the convoy so much. But uh, Jeff Zucker, he kind of got busted, and it looks like Cuomo, the ghost of Cuomo, came back and bit him in the butt. <laughs> him and his uh, girlfriend of uh, however many years, whatever, she lives upstairs above him. And she's followed him wherever he's gone to work and always got promoted up the ladder pretty quick, which I don't personally care. But I'm sure if I worked at one of the places and she was getting promoted over me and I'd been there longer or maybe was more qualified, yeah, I might have a problem. <laughs> no, I would have a problem. But anyway, it is what it is. He quit CNN, <clears throat> and uh, but she didn't. CNN's kind of got a problem now, don't they? 
They'd probably like to see her go too. But I'm sure the lawyers are saying, no, better leave it alone. <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. All right, did I miss anything? I think we pretty much covered it all, all the uh, highlights anyway of the last couple of weeks. And it has been a weird couple of weeks. I mean, all this going on, my coronavirus, and uh, just weird. All right, uh, FreightBrokerTV.com. That's our website. If you've got any questions, we do Q&A, obviously, occasionally. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, messages, you can email me, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Contact forms on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Uh, Skype, if you want to use Skype. You can call us using your Skype. You can find us FBTV on your Skype. Just do a search for FBTV. And uh, you can call, leave a, a, a voicemail if you'd like. If you do, we will use it on the air. We're just giving you a heads up. If you... Text us a message or a question. Obviously, we will get it and be happy to talk, uh, answer your question or your comment on the air. Uh, the topic today, part of the reason why we're not doing a video is because I've been talking about coronavirus. Really don't have a topic. Just trying to get back in here, get back on the horse, so to speak. All right. Today's impossible question. 4% of people claim they never do this to their vehicle. 4% of people claim that they never do this to their vehicle. What is that? We'll get back to that, hopefully. Hopefully, if I remember, before we uh, end this podcast. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about the, the big old elephant in the room, or Canada anyway. And uh, a trailer park, boys, uh, Bubbles and Ricky and... Uh, Julian, who was it, Ricky's dad, was a truck driver. <laughs> It'd be hilarious to see them in the middle of all this, because they would be. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Trailer Park Boys, it's a Canadian comedy TV show. Kind of uh, out there, but it's, 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 it's comical if you're not offended too easily. But... Uh, Ottawa. Okay, this convoy has been going on and uh, seems to be picking up steam. Ottawa declares emergency. The mayor of Canada's capital, Ottawa, has declared a state of emergency in response to more than a week of truckers' protest against the COVID mandate that uh, Canada enacted. Freedom Convoy was sparked by the introduction last month of a new rule that all truckers must be vaccinated across the U.S.-Canadian border. But these protests have morphed into broader challenges to COVID health restrictions. Now, this is going to cross over to the United States, too. And we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Matter of fact, when they try to cross over into the United States, you know, try to get, get everything going in the United States for a... Uh, Similar type event, protest, whatever. Facebook shut them down. Go figure. But anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Jim Watson, the mayor, I think that's who it is, said the city was completely out of control with demonstrators outnumbering police. <laughs> 
He said the protests posed a threat to residents' safety. There have also been reports of racial attacks. There, there it is. Let's throw that race card in there. Ottawa's uh, center has been paralyzed, he said, with vehicles and tents blocking roads. Sounds like L.A. The protesters have since gathered in downtown Ottawa near Parliament Hill, and their demands have grown to include ending all such mandates nationwide and opposing the government of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. This guy... Well, I'll let him tell you. Attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. I, uh, From the reports I've read... No, Canadians don't know where you stand at this moment, Prime Minister. <laughs> what I see, he's gone into hiding. Maybe he's come out. Maybe I've missed a report where he's come out of hiding. But uh, speaking to a Canadian radio station, the mayor, Mayor Watson, Mr. Watson, said the protesters were behaving increasingly insensitively by continuously blaring hordes and sirens, setting off fireworks, and turning it into a party. Clearly, we are outnumbered and we are losing this battle, but the Prime Minister, I don't think, agrees. Over the past few days, Canadians were shocked and, frankly, disgusted by the behavior displayed by some people protesting in our nation's capital. I want to be very clear. We are not intimidated by those who hurl insults and abuse at small business workers and steal food from the homeless. We won't give in to those who fly racist flags. We won't cave to those who engage in vandalism or dishonor the memory of our veterans. I uh, don't have a clue what he's talking about there. I've seen a couple of pictures. And yeah, I saw a rebel flag in one. But... Uh, to me, when I saw that rebel flag, it wasn't anything to do with racism. It had to do with we're rebelling against what this government is doing with the mandates. And I did see a swastika flag. You know, the uh, uh, and to me, the way I saw that was it was aimed at the Canadian government acting like Nazis trying to impose these type of mandates. But it's... it's uh, it's funny because the mayor said, hey, we're, we're outnumbered. We're losing this battle. This has to be reversed. We have to get our city back. The mayor did not give uh, specific details about what measures he might impose. But police said on Sunday, and I saw this article, and I didn't get it printed in time. I can't find it now. But police said on Sunday that they would step up enforcement, including possible arrest of those seeking to aid the protesters by bringing them supplies like fuel, toilet paper, and food. So... 
if you what what caught my attention in the other article I saw was uh, the uh, police put out there, hey, you you can't bring any of these uh, trucks gas. I thought, well, it shows what you know. Trucks don't burn gas; they burn diesel fuel. Uh, but I saw an article on this, and I saw I don't know if it's a tweet, Facebook post, or whatever. But I saw that too, and you know, and it was it came out from the police, and I I don't know if it's been taken down or what, but I can't find it now. But it was uh, talking about you know, hey, if you bring uh, these trucks food or get fuel or toilet paper or whatever, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be arrested. And I thought, man, that's uh, it's kind of trippy. Anyway, a state of emergency will give the city additional powers, including access to equipment required by frontline workers and emergency services. And I don't know what that would be unless we're talking about big truck wreckers. You know what I mean? So... What is going on? Oh, let, uh, let's go on with the uh, $10 million. Well, we'll get to that. There's a press conference. The Freedom Convoy had a press conference. Uh, what? Here. Uh, a few days ago. Thursday. Last Thursday, Friday, maybe Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, check this out. Good afternoon. Thank you for coming. My name is Keith Wilson. I'm a lawyer with the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. As some of you may know, there was an announcement earlier today that the Justice Center and a team of lawyers are here on the ground in Ottawa to assist the truckers and the Freedom Convoy 2022 with whatever legal needs they might have. What we're going to do today in this brief press conference is you're going to hear from Tamara Leach who we all know is the spark that lit this fire and the leader of this organization. You're also going to hear from Joanie Pelche, who is going to summarize in French what Tamara says. And then Danny Bulford, former RCMP officer, who assists the organizers with security and liaison with the police, will speak and update you on some of those things. At the end, there will only be questions to me, and those questions will be related, if you have any, to the situation with GoFundMe, and I can answer those questions. So with that, I should also note that, that with Tamara is uh, Chris Barber, one of the key uh, leaders of the Freedom Convoy 2022. So with that, I'd ask Tamara to come forward and make her statement. Thank you. Thank you. I always have this problem with microphones, sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for being here today. We are here out of love for our families, our communities, and our nation. These past two years, the COVID mandates have divided us. This protest be began because of the federal government's restrictions on trucker freedoms. Our movement has grown in Canada and across the world because common people are tired of the mandates and restrictions in their own lives. Sorry, excuse me. Um, our movement has grown in Canada and across the world because common people are tired of the mandates and restrictions in their lives that now seem to be doing more harm than good. As of today, Sweden, Denmark, 
UK, Norway, Finland, Ireland, and Switzerland have removed all COVID mandates and restrictions. We are therefore calling on all levels of government in Canada to end all COVID mandates and restrictions. We will continue our protest until we see a clear plan for their elimination. Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan has taken leadership in Canada in ending restrictions and mandates in that province. Hopefully, these words will turn into long-lasting action. So far, no one from the federal, federal, provincial or municipal government has spoken directly with us. Instead, they are using you, the media, to portray us as racists, misogynists and even terrorists. As a woman with Métis heritage, a mother and a grandmother, I am offended. The reality is that members of this freedom movement are average, peace-loving and law-abiding citizens from all walks of life who are fed up with being disrespected and bullied by our government. We continue to see additional Canadians coming to Ottawa every day for peaceful demonstrations. We want to, we want to thank the hundreds of residents of Ottawa who have stepped forward to show their support, providing accommodations, food and just plain friendship to members of our convoy. This love of community is what Canada is all about. Let me assure the people of Ottawa that we have no intent to stay one day longer than necessary. Our departure will be based on the Prime Minister doing what is right, ending all mandates and restrictions on our freedoms. We also want to thank the thousands of people who have so generously donated to this protest to GoFundMe. Over the last three days, our accountants and lawyers have been working hard to deal with the legal details. This morning, our lawyers sent GoFundMe all the details that they have asked for. I am confident that GoFundMe now has all the information needed to immediately lift the suspension they put on our campaign. I am hoping to hear from GoFundMe soon so that we can get the money to the truckers and keep our protest for freedom moving forward. I will be providing regular updates. I want to thank all Canadians from the bottom of my heart for our quest to restore our freedoms. Thank you. That uh, was a press conference from last week on the uh, Canadian Convoy, Freedom Convoy 2022. GoFundMe, uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that comes out because they're, they're holding back like, what, $10 million, something like that. And I saw something last week toward the end of last week where a Canadian politician is trying to take in. I saw something else, and again, I can't find this article anywhere. I don't know if it's Ted Cruz or Rand Paul, but uh, or was it somebody down in Florida? Uh, I'm, I'm scanning here as uh, well. I can't find it, but uh, they're they're not talking about it now. Can't find it, but somebody is uh, wanting to do an investigation into this uh, GoFundMe thing. Why the money's not being released? And if the money is released, is Ottawa going to <laughs> criminalize GoFundMe? Anyway, uh, uh, this thing's just nuts. And, and uh, in a situation like this, government's going to have to step back. Because I don't think they're going to win. I mean, they could win. But we're talking about a 
Canadian government here that is going into churches and arresting pastors for uh, having church services. Anyway, this is picking up around the world. Following the example of the thousands of Canadian truckers protesting COVID-19 vaccine mandates in the capital of Ottawa, truckers in other countries have begun organizing their versions of the Freedom Convoy. <clears throat> From the Netherlands to New Zealand to London to Australia, truckers are hitting the road to send a clear message to stop the mandates. Matter of fact, there is a convoy... Uh, trying to be put together here in the United States. Another group of uh, truckers is planning to protest in the United States, drive into the U.S. Uh, Capitol in Washington, D.C. Brian Bass, co-organizer of this protest, he had this to say. You know, people want to spin this that if you're, if you're anti-vax, you're an evil human being, or to say patriot is like a taboo word these days for some yeah. reason. I have no idea why. I, I don't get it. I, I can't even understand it. I, but in, in, in what many of our opinions are now is that, you know, the anti-vax um, crowd or we'll say anybody that doesn't want to be mandated to be vaccinated, we'll say that right. it's not anti-vax. We, if exactly. you want to get the vaccination, get it. If you don't, don't. But what exactly. the people that aren't or don't want to get vaccinated should almost be under uh, the protected classes category now. You know, some of the civil rights stuff, work for disabilities, you know, the, the, the acts that have allowed um, or have stopped employers from being able to fire you because you got heavy in weight or because you're a female, we can't hire you. You know, some of those things that protect that, those classes, protected classes, as we call them, at this point, especially with the way things are going, I think it should be looked at that the unvaccinated are are classified as a protected class. <laughs> Brian, uh, he went on to say truckers from across the U.S. are calling to join the effort. He said we're having trucking companies from all over the country call us. Drivers, he said, calling as well. He teased a major press release. It's going to be uh, released tomorrow, February 8th, with details. He said the sheer volume of response, I'm going to say, will be just as big as Canada, if not larger. Also, truckers across Europe are also planning convoys. So this thing... If the governments aren't getting it, if this thing turns out like it's, it, it, I mean, this is a worldwide thing now. And if the governments aren't going to get it, well, they got to. Because uh, you stop the trucks, people stop eating. You know, that now is when all that comes into play. If you if you got it, it was probably on a truck. A lot of stuff to uh, keep an eye on. Matter of fact, uh, we'll continue doing that. We just had a lot of catching up to do today. A lot of the stuff today you may have heard about, been part of. But... Uh, I mean, I've got I've got so many notes here. It's it's a book. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up for today. I'm surprised we were able to go this long, or I was. The voice been trying to come back, but you can tell. Anyway, today's impossible question: Four percent of people claim they never do this to their vehicle. What is it that they never do? Wash it. Four percent of the people claim they never wash their vehicle. Yeah, 
whatever you say. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, this podcast, anyway, FBTV. My name is Mike. Uh, be sure to join me. Uh, well, you know, I think we're going to be back tomorrow. Pretty sure we're going to be back tomorrow. I have a video podcast. If not tomorrow, Wednesday. And go from there. Check out our website, FBTV, or FreightBrokerTV.com. Taltoa, obviously, if you've been thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent. Yeah, definitely check out Taltoa. Got some interesting news coming up about Taltoa here in the next few days. Getting all that put together. Has to do with exiting the mentorship program and becoming a freight broker agent direct. Anyway, we'll get into that later. All right. Go have a good day. It's Monday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans uh, for Dim Convoy 2022. Hang in there.